From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Well, tis the season to be jolly. Yes, we're into December with the WIA National News Service and we certainly wish you a happy and holy Christmas period. Heading this news, WIA reviewing the WRC 15 outcomes. The ITU World Radio Communications Conference recently held in Geneva, Switzerland, has resulted in modified radio regulations that will become an international treaty in January 2017. WIA President Phil Waite, VK2ASD, says Dale Hughes, VK1DSH, who chaired a key working group and was jointly funded by the WIA and IARU, says there was a lot of interest in the new amateur service secondary allocation at 5 MHz. Dale's task wasn't easy, as, in the beginning, there was a strong push for no such allocation from many countries such as Russia, France, Iran and the RCC, which roughly was a grouping of former Soviet Union states. Joining them was Romania, Japan, Korea, Egypt and one African country. So he had a difficult job. After lengthy talks, a 15 kHz wide allocation with a power limit began to emerge as a consensus. Although the opposition slowly changed, it was not until very late in the process that the final no-change position was withdrawn. Countries that already have a 60 meter allocation under their domestic arrangements may continue with their 5 meg access, which will now dovetail into the new global frequency allocation. However, for Australia, it will be some time before amateur radio gets this new band, as that spectrum is already heavily used by others. The WIA and the ACMA will be discussing how that can be achieved over time. Irrespective of the specific Australian situation, achieving a new global HF allocation for the amateur service is a remarkable outcome. Other items of interest to amateur radio include a new allocation in the 75 to 78 GHz band for radio location services. Radio amateurs already have a primary allocation in this band, but sharing studies indicate there will be minimal impact to and from short-range vehicle radar systems. However, it's something to watch out for. There's a new allocation to the Earth Exploration Satellite Service that could cause interference to amateur activities in the 3 cm band although sharing studies show that typical amateur activities would not be affected by signals from the Earth Exploration satellites. Another agenda item sought to obtain up to 500 MHz of spectrum for international mobile telecommunications, posing a possible threat to a number of microwave amateur bands. The future issue of more bandwidth for IMT remains a major threat to amateur allocations and the WIA expects several items of interest to the amateur service to be on the agenda for the next WARC conference in 2019. Dale said the role of being a sub-working group chairman was challenging in every way. However, he said win, lose or draw, the most important part of the event in the past few weeks is that the amateur service has presented a united professional front to the world community. 
and the views of the amateur service continue to be taken into account when significant decisions are made. Dale said all radio amateurs should be proud of this fact. Our success in obtaining a new high-frequency allocation for the amateur service was a result of very good team effort by all involved. A big thank you to Dale Hughes, VK1DSH, for a remarkable effort in Geneva. This is Phil Waite, VK2ASD, for the WIA. We continue WIA on the National News Service, the news for active ham radio operators and the electronic enthusiast. ACMA not informed of proposed Radio Adelaide changes. As the University of Adelaide considers whether to cut its funding of Radio Adelaide, the University has failed to keep the ACMA informed of its intentions. The review of the station was triggered by the sale of the high-profile Adelaide Terrace Shopfront Uni Building where the station was located. The service commenced in June 72 and the expiry date for the current licence is September 10, 2019. Section 91A of the Broadcast Services Act 1992 provides for a licensee to apply to the ACMA for approval to transfer a community broadcasting licence to another entity. The ACMA is not aware of any consultation with ACMA in advance of the release of the licensee's discussion paper. One of the duties of the Australian Communications and Media Authority is to find the source of signals that cause interference. At this time of the year, the ACMA field staff are certain to be called to interference to television reception caused by cheap LED Christmas lights. Unsuspecting consumers buy poorly designed LEDs for a festive display or to illuminate an area, but these can also emit interfering radio signals and disrupt television viewing and digital radio reception. Another reoccurring problem is thrown away emergency position indicating radio beacons. From the Melbourne ACMA office, Andy Brackmanis has even found himself deep in a rubbish tip looking for an errant EPIRB. Improperly stored EPIRBs can activate if they fall or are knocked, while other irresponsible people discard old EPIRBs as rubbish instead of returning it to a retailer for recycling. On WIA Board Talk this week, a note has gone out to WIA members, but it's worth sharing as it does show yet once again how the WIA volunteers work for all VK amateurs. I quote, This email is to alert you to the call for nominations for directors, and it comes from Geoffrey Atkinson, VK3 AFA, the returning officer of the WIA. Three positions become available to take effect from 28th of May 2016, and two of our retiring directors, President Phil Waite and Director Rowan Dollar, being eligible, have offered themselves for re-election. Now, if you believe you have the capacity, desire and commitment to volunteer and serve your fellow members, please consider submitting a nomination in accordance with the instructions from Jeff. If you know someone who would be a suitable candidate, consider asking them. And nominations close on the 31st of January. Callbook 2016 is now available. This annual publication, which contains a list of VK call signs, including those assigned to repeaters, packet systems and propagation beacons, is now available. It has the latest WIA band plans, QSLing requirements, other operator guidelines, awards and WIA contests. The WIA exam service information includes visitor or reciprocal licences. The broadcast times and frequencies are listed and electromagnetic radiation requirements are outlined. Each callbook has a CD that contains a host of other information, like copies of Amateur Radio Magazine for 2014, great circle maps and material for the vision impaired, 
But wait, there's more, much more. It also includes free the New Zealand call book. And speaking of New Zealand, Anzac 100 drawing to a close. The last hurrah of the WIA Anzac 100 campaign begins on Saturday, Saturday December 12 and runs until the following weekend December 19 and 20. A special address will be heard from VK100 Anzac on December 20 with WIA President Phil Waite, VK2ASD. The 1914-1918 war to end all wars saw Australia in immediate action that started with the stopping of a German boat fleeing Port Phillip Bay. As this year's observances of major events 100 years ago unfolded, Anzac Suffolk's call signs were there, and they also remembered all wars and conflicts involving Australians since. Resumption of amateur radio 70 years ago. The return of amateur radio after World War II took place slowly, and soon international contacts were being made on the airwaves. The WIA historian Peter Wolfenden, VK3RV, has found that Australia's Postmaster General's Department began reissuing licences in December 1945. Research of the WIA Historical Archive has found that the first allocations released were 28 to 29 MHz, 50 to 54 MHz, 166 to 170 MHz, and 1345 to 1425 MHz, or as said in the day, megacycles. Amateur radio resumed in many countries at about the same time. It had been firstly banned by the British Commonwealth and Europe, and then most countries during the war. The Postmaster General's call book in July 1946 listed some 1,590 radio amateurs, then still called experimental wireless station licences. By December 1914, a 66% increase, but they were now called amateur wireless station licences. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. What use is an F call? Yesterday I learnt an interesting lesson. It wasn't a simple lesson to learn, but I'm guessing it's going to take me some years to come to grips with what I experienced. Said plainly, small changes can have a big effect. That's pretty straightforward as a lesson, but when you actually experience it head-on, it tends to make more impact. As you've heard in the past, I operate my radio mostly from my car. I recently purchased some antennas that I want to mount on my car and want to use without an antenna tuner. Don't get me wrong, my antenna coupling unit has done some amazing things. It continues to work well with my 12 meter squid pole and I'll continue to take it with me when I go camping. With a friend and fellow amateur, we spent most of yesterday fiddling with my antennas on my car. I have to say, doing this with someone else makes life a lot better. You can bounce ideas off each other, prod the other into action with a calculator, argue about the merits of your idea and figure out what's going on. In my experience, nothing beats having someone with you to figure stuff out. Originally, I mounted my antenna on the centre of my boot lid, between the front of the boot and the back window. I set the mount to be parallel with the boot, about a 4 degree angle. So one of the silly ideas we had, and really the credit goes to my friend Alan VK6XL, was to make my mount more vertical. I looked at him, he looked at me, I shook my head and called him silly names. We were getting all manner of responses from the antenna analyzer and nothing made sense. 
I undid the bolt and adjusted the angle by less than 4 degrees. When you look at it from the side, the antenna started with a slight lean. Now it was standing straight up. All of a sudden, the recalcitrant antenna started playing ball. It was finally resonant within the band and finally had an SWR that wasn't embarrassing. I'm still working through what I saw, capacitance between the antenna and the car, between the antenna and the ground, between the various parts of the car, but somehow this minute change made all the difference. Suffice to say, I owe Alan a beer. I'm Ono, a Victor Kilo 6 Foxtrot Lima Alpha Bravo. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART, and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Flight MH17 QSL cards. Malaysia Airlines Flight MH17 was shot down July 17, 2014, killing all 298 people on board. Viron has reported on amateur radio QSL cards which were on the flight. The Dutch QSL Bureau say the QSL cards were on their way to Indonesia and 465 cards which have been recovered are now at Schiphol in the Netherlands. A lawyer for Malaysia Airlines has reportedly said it would cost about £15,000 excluding VAT to clean the cards. Jamaica Amateur Radio 75th Anniversary In order to celebrate the 75th anniversary of the founding of the Jamaica Amateur Radio Association, a special prefix was issued to recognise this historic milestone in amateur radio in Jamaica. 6. Yankee 75 Hamstrung by high-rises, the Times of India reports on new skyscrapers in Kolkata blocking crucial radio waves that come in handy during natural disasters when regular communication channels are disrupted. Ham radio enthusiasts have warned that the vulnerability caused by the fast-changing topography of Kolkata needs to be addressed immediately to ensure the city is prepared for emergencies. As high-rises mushroom at a rapid pace, ham radio operators will increasingly find it difficult to communicate within the city. This problem can only be resolved by setting up a strong repeater atop a tall building to relay the signals generated in the 60 to 70 kilometre aerial radius, say experts. A repeater will lift the signal above tall buildings and retransmit it, said Amateur Radio Society of India General Secretary Gopal Madhavan, Victor Uniform 2, Golf Mike November. We will request the government for help to fund a repeater station and a small office. Mike, Echo Alpha 7, Juliet Victor Zulu, Stroke Golf 4, Hotel Oscar Lima reminds us that the current Spanish 5 MHz temporary permission expires on Monday 30th of November 2015. Spanish 5 MHz users went QRT at 2300 GMT on November 30th. The Spanish regulator will decide the future allocations of frequencies in the wake of WRC at Geneva and indeed look into permissible power levels. Until Spain have the new structure in place, just expect 5 MHz SWL activity here. It's to Amateur Radio Newsline. And the Christmas story that begins, as all good Christmas stories must, with the wish of a child. What started as a staged report from Santa's sleigh during an amateur radio net on 80 meters nine years ago has grown. And grown. And grown. More from Amateur Radio Newsline's Kent Peterson, KC0DGY. If you take an 80 meter rag chew net, add a bit of holiday cheer, and Pete Thompson, KE5GGY, explains what comes next. 
It really goes back to a year where I had a young child at home. I was checked into one of the 3916 nets on Christmas Eve. A number of us with young kids were looking for a way that the kids could talk to Santa. So we kind of pieced together something for a couple of us that one night, and it, and it worked really well. I could be a Santa net relay for a station in Kansas City, and then he could facilitate the contact with Santa for me and my son. So we had kind of a, a very simple and primitive dress rehearsal, and I think it occurred to a number of us in that year, hey, this really uh, is neat, and it's grown from there. I think we had five people at the most that, that participated the first year, and now in 2015, we're expecting between 250 and 300 kids to talk to Santa. Thompson fired up his ham rig to demonstrate the quality of the Santa connection. Right now, I've got a connection with Santa, so we could close this interview with a, uh, a couple of comments from Santa. Let me see if I can get him here on my phone patch here in, in Dallas. Uh, Santa, Santa, this is uh, KE5BGY from, uh, from Denton County calling. Santa, could you come on and give uh, a couple of comments to the Amateur Radio Newsline? Calling Santa. <laughs> Hello there, Mary. Christmas to everybody listening to the Amateur Radio Newsline. And oh, I know you've all been very good boys and girls this year, and I just want to invite you to join the hams on 3916 every night at 7.30 for the Santanet. And yes, I could talk to you. So we'll see you then. And until then, 7.3 from Santa. Ho, ho, ho. From the Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm editor Karen Eve Murray. KD2GUT, and you're listening to VK1WIA. News, talk, and radio sport here with VK1WIA. Operational News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. 2016, January, Friday the 1st to Sunday the 31st, is the WIA Ross Hull Memorial VHF UHF contest. Yes, it runs over the month, but you can pick your two best days or best seven days. Standard call members can now get on the magic band, six metres. Join and support the DX logger and make it known that you are there on 6 metres. Use what is called the 2 megahertz split. As Ted VK2ARA says, this is all totally legal and lets you into the fun. And for the clues on this for our newbies, have a read of this week's text edition. Now for the very good bit. To give standard and foundation stations a bit of a leg up this year, there will be a certificate of achievement given to the highest scoring operator on each licence level. Yes, you foundation operators do have 2 metres and 70 centimetres, and you can work SSB if you have the radio. No repeaters for the contest, but you can use the repeater to set up simplex contact using FM or SSB, AM and CW if you even want to try that. Read your licence and the LCD because that's what it says. Anybody needing that bit info about Ross Hull, look up the WIA website, contests, or email me, vk2ara at wia.org.au. To the rest of us, us older and now crotchety old advanced amateurs, who perhaps need a stick or a walker, we too can dust off the Pi Mark III taxi phone or the transverter and have a go. Do you remember how good it was on six metres when you had your call frequency fixed by a crystal and you tuned everywhere to see if somebody was calling you. The old days are still there for us and today and tomorrow for those who are yet to be bitten by the bug. We hope you get bitten. Cheers to all and have a Merry Christmas. Special event stations, DX Beacon, Repeater and Net Advice. Haru from the South Cook Islands as E51XGI from the 3rd to the 10th of December. Operational wheel bands 160 metres to 10 metres. CWSSB and digital. 
QSL via the home call JA1XGI. Martin W8AKS will be active as 8P9EZ from Barbados from the 5th to the 12th of December. He will operate on 40 of the 10 metres and logs will be uploaded to Logbook of the World. Madagascar 5R. Eric is QRVS 5R8IC from St. Marie Island. IOTA AF090. Till December 12. Activities on 40 of the 10 metres using CW with some SSB, RITI and PSK. QSL to F6ICX is home call. Francois F8 DVD is on the air with special event call sign TM21COP to 13 December during the 21st session of the UN Framework Convention on Climate Change. Activity will be on 40 to 10 metres using SSB, QSL via operator's instructions. In Liberia, Donald EL2 DW is working from Monrovia until the 17th of December and can be found on 20, 15 and 10 metres using SSB, QSL via KD4 UDU in Florida. Until December 20, the WIA program ANZAC 100 ends, timed with the departure of ANZAC troops at Gallipoli in 1915. To commemorate the occasion will be at least VK 100 ANZAC, VI 3 ANZAC and VI 6 ANZAC. IARU is 90. And of course, your WIA is now active with its VI 90 IARU callsign under a roster of its members. To celebrate the 90th anniversary of the IARU, several countries have special event stations running to the end of the year. Special event station PD15XMAS is on the air December 5 to January 1 and SACT Santa Claus Arctic Circle team will be active from Santa Claus land OH9SCL during this December as it has been for 30 years from Arctic Circle. QSL by OH9AB. Portable radio amateurs in VK3 National Parks. They're still talking about the Keith Roger Memorial National Park Award 5th Annual Activity Period November. That saw a total of 28 national parks put on air by 19 operators in four days. The event has become so popular that many VK2 and VK5 operators crossed the border as portable activators in 11 VK3 national parks. The remaining 16 were activated by an equally keen group from VK3. Award manager Tony Hambling, VK3 VTH, has this week mailed out the inaugural participation certificate and what fine wallpaper it is. The next KRMNPA activity period is Friday, November the 11th to Monday, November the 14th, 2016. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ Inningham. From Australia, this is VK1 WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hi, I'm Brian, VK3GR, with Worldwide Special Interest Group News, this week starting at APRS. APRS CaveLink uses Amateur Radio's automatic packet reporting system inside caves to get position data and other messages out of the caves. It's been reported on hackaday.com. Digipeters and battery packs are dropped in Hansel and Gretel fashion as the cavers work their way through the cave. The trick is to make sure to place another repeater before they've entirely lost the radio signal from the previous one. In a test of the APRS CaveLink project, they got a full miles worth of transmission in Mammoth Cave, UK, without using wires at all. Now ATV. Are you interested in DATV news? DVBT using the high-desk modules? DATV Express project. Do you know the difference between DVBT, DVBS and DVBC? And that DVBT... T2 HEVC 
is at the door. Well, a free ATV magazine exists and is ready for your download. CQ DATV 30 free download now available from the link we like in this week's wia.org.au newscast. Now, Worldwide Special Interest Groups Digital. Radio Hams commemorate 200th birthday of Ada Lovelace. The 200th anniversary of the birth of Ada Lovelace on December 10, 1815, will be commemorated with Amateur Radio Special Event Station GB200 ADA. Ada Lovelace, daughter of Lord Byron, is internationally recognised as the author of the first computer algorithm, which was written for the analytical engine designed by Charles Babbage to improve the accuracy of astronomical calculations. In 1847, Ada Lovelace also predicted that the use of algorithms and computers would someday have far wider applications in science. The station will be located at Newstead Abbey around 7.175 MHz and 14.275 MHz. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. Over the next couple of months, ARIS will be celebrating its 15th anniversary of continuous operation on the ISS. An SSTV commemoration of these historic events is tentatively planned for the mid to late December time frame this year. Because preparations are not final, it is suggested that you keep an eye on the AMSAT bulletin board and the AMSAT and ARIS website for the latest information on this event and others that ARIS plans to conduct over the next few months. Now, Worldwide Special Interest Groups, VHF and above, sporadic east season opens in the Southern Hemisphere. The South African Radio League is asking that ZS Ops with 50 MHz beacons to please turn their beacon antennas south for the duration of the sporadic e-season. Unlike Australia and New Zealand, openings on 50 MHz in the RSA have been very sparse in recent years and this can be traced to the fact that 50 MHz beacons are all pointing north. VK and ZL stations have made many long-distance contacts on 144 MHz too during the 2014-15 E-season. Since sporadic E is unpredictable, an early alert can only come from a 50 MHz beacon outside the skip distance of 5 to 600 km, which is increased to 8 to 900 km on the 2 meter band. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Amateur Old Timers and its Clive... VK6 CSW with a reminder that tomorrow, Monday, December 7th, the Radio Amateur Old Timers Club of Australia's monthly bulletin goes to air. The principal HF transmission will be on 20 metres on 14.150 MHz upper sideband at 0100 UTC, beamed north from Melbourne for the eastern states. An hour later, at 0200 UTC, there will be a 40-metre transmission from Perth on 7088 kHz lower sideband, with a simultaneous transmission via all linked NewsWest repeaters. In addition, numerous local transmissions also take place. To find the times and frequencies for your particular area, please visit the RAOTC website at www.raotc.org.au and remember that as from Tuesday, you can download the audio file from this website. Our features this month are a potted history of broadcasting plus a light-hearted piece on Pico Watts or I Wonder Where the Watts Went. 
plus, of course, all the latest RAOTC news. Everyone, RAOTC members and non-members alike, is cordially invited to listen tomorrow to this half-hour bulletin and to participate in the callbacks afterwards. So once again, the RAOTC bulletin is scheduled for tomorrow, Monday, December the 7th. Just a reminder too, that as usual, there will be no bulletin in January. The first RAOTC broadcast for 2016 will be on Monday, February the 1st. On behalf of the RAOTC broadcast team, may I wish everyone a Merry Christmas and a Happy Healthy New Year. And remember, at this time of the year, never admit that you're a ham. It could have unintended consequences. 7-3 from Clive, VK6CSW. Rewind. History of Electronics in Australia. An online documentary about electronics in Australia over the past 50 years is a good start at recording history, but it has further development possibilities. Called State of Electronics, it features interviews of some industry professionals. It starts in the telegraphy era. Then, the Lee Forest's triode development, radio broadcasting and later television. Transistors transformed things to solid state, followed by integrated circuits, miniaturization, and the space race of the late 60s and 70s. The digital era is all around us now, but it began with electronic calculators, computers, and microcontrollers. Whether you want to look at history or you may like to contribute some information, please visit stateofelectronics.com or search YouTube for State of Electronics. I'm Brian, VK3GR. Well, that does take us to the end of WIA and the National News Service for another week. Don't forget, the WIA National News Service will continue right throughout the holiday season. We've been doing that for something like 20-plus years, so no need to stop it. There's heaps of news, so we'll be bringing it to you every day over that Christmas period. So, until next week, I'm Graham VK4BB. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.